Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tainted and Tempted Podcast. I'm your host, Asia. So now today, today marks the season finale of the ep- of season three of my podcast. So I just want to say this was a great season. I enjoyed every one last member that showed me love on my show. And to end it with the finale, I have another special guest with me here today. So I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to jump right into the new topic that I have for today's show, which is the last show for my season finale. So I have Schooly K O O L I E from Uptown Harlem. Yes, Harlem in the building. Of course. Yes, yes. Okay, so the topic for today's show is mental health issues. Now, for my last episode, I discussed about mental illnesses. And now I just want to talk about mental health and how you can notice it within somebody that has a mental health issue. Okay, so the first question is, what is your take, Cooley, on mental illness? It's a um, very serious topic that is brought up a lot more in our community now. Before, I feel like it was always around, but now, since we see a lot of people pass away from it, it's brought up a lot more. And a lot of the people that are going through it, a lot of people that I know are going through it, too. So it's very serious. I take it very serious now. Yes, mental health is a really, really serious condition that a lot of people suffer from. A lot of human Mm -hmm. beings suffer from. And nobody takes it into consideration. Some people just sweep it under the rug because they figure it's just, it's just, oh, you're crazy or... You know, or it's some some kind of stigma, whatever anybody could think of, they would throw it on mental health. But this really needs to be taken seriously because look at all the cases that are happening due to mental health. I feel like a lot of people just see them sweeping on the rug because you're supposed to be strong about it. Mm. You're not supposed to cry about anything like that. You're supposed to just move on from it. So when stuff like this happens, people brush it off. And then... Yeah, and then it gets worse, and then it leads to all these massive killings, all these massive shootings. Let's just jump right into it. Yes. So the next question is, do you believe mental illness is curable? Yes, you just have to uh, find a way that kind of relaxes your your mind to it. Um, A lot of people might do music. A lot of people might take a break. You got to give people the space sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you do. You know, a lot of people, a lot of curing things is therapy. Getting into therapy, having a psychiatrist just in case you need medication. If your mental illness is very that serious and it needs attention, you know, medical mm-hmm. attention. Exercising helps. Exercising every day, 30 minutes to a day, walking, journaling, writing. That helps also, you know, and ma- mainly just taking time for yourself to really focus on your mental health and notice the symptoms of when your mental health is decreasing. Because your mental health can decrease. It can. There's a lot of that's going on around the world, and a lot of stuff hits people different. So you never know what somebody's going through. So I take it every day. I take, for me, I take everything a day at a time. If I feel like I'm getting stressed, I usually write. Or um, take a walk, listen to music. That's my, for me. That's what you do. Or some people smoke a, a blunt. <laughs> I mean, that works. Take a shot. I mean, whatever works take for a you, shot. whatever works. Oh, God. So can mental health be prevented? Um, I don't know if it can be prevented if it can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Never know. Unless I say a lot of situations happen to different people that might break them down. Some people don't even realize that they have it until like it's probably too late. Yeah, you know, I feel like mental mental health can be prevented if you look for the early signs. 
Like if you see the person shying away or you see if the person is too overly excited about things or they just having a giggly effect, like that's a nervous, you know, a nervous effect that they have or just anything, you know, I say, um, or they just don't indulge into everything. They're kind of like shying away. You know, those are the signs of something is going on. Hey, you got to know the person too. Yeah. Cause that might be some, how a person acts sometimes. There might be nothing wrong with them, but other people, you just got to pay attention to them. And sometimes you can know somebody 100% and they still be suffering for, and they, they won't even let you know. That's true. They I've won't. Dealt with that. You dealt with that before. Yeah. I th- yeah. Like they won't even let you know, you know, but looking for the early signs, you know, checking in with yourself. I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't have mental health issues because they do these things, right. because they exercise frequently take walks, journal. They just do these things just because. And that helps people, that helps them with their mental Ill, mental health or mental well-being overall. Yeah, a lot, you know? I, I think a lot of people kind of push it away too. What, mental well-being? Or, or like the mental health issues, they don't they don't want help. They feel like they can do everything on their own. <sighs> and we all need help. I had to realize that too. We all need help. We um, all need help. Nobody, nobody knows this world. Right. This world was created before we got here. So exactly. for you to be sitting around here thinking you know everything and you uh, throw it under the rug about your mental health is 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 crazy. Yeah, you gotta I, stop thinking like that. For I, anyone, I do that a lot too. I try to brush everything. I try to do everything by myself because I feel like if it's me, I'd rather mess up my on my own than have somebody else mess up for me. Then I'd be mad at you. But I realize that you gotta let you gotta. Gotta get help sometimes. You gotta get help sometimes. And that just comes from that strong stigma that black people have, you know, because we, we made it on our own. Nothing was given to us. We didn't get a silver spoon in our mouth. We didn't grow up in Beverly Hills and have the nice lifestyle and everything. Everything we had to hustle, grind and get on our own. So now when somebody comes into our picture and tells us how to do it, we kind of feel away. Like, oh, like, who are you? You You know what I'm saying? You trying to play how smart I am. But you know what? They helping you. They encouraging you. And that's how we got to get used to certain things like that, because it's real nice, genuine people out here. I think it all depends on your mindset too. Yeah, because I feel like the young generation is they don't. For me, they don't take it that serious. They feel like it's, I do it on my own. Mental health is not serious until you get into a phase where it's deep in depression. And then because you know it's the stigma on black people, we can't cry, we can't show our emotions. If we do, we're crazy or something is wrong with us. And even with women, you know, look at women. Once we speak about how we feel about this and that, oh, we're emotional or something, or we got our monthly or all these bad, bad bashing things that come out about us when we're just speaking about how we feel. Yeah, we all different. Yeah. It, yeah, everybody has their own ways of doing stuff. Do, all different. Yeah, we are. We are. So, what causes mental health problems? Um, for me, when I, I dealt with a situation where I lost a friend to mental health. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, with him, I guess it was a lot of stuff that was happening around him. He was dealing with a lot of dealing with a lot of situations, and it got to him. Mm. Um. Like you said before, your environment. Yeah, the environment, I never knew. I never knew what he, what he was going through because every time we would hang out, it was all fun and laughter, always had a joke. So um, when it happened, it, made, it caused me to look at mental health way different. Mm. 
take it more seriously. Yeah. You know, mental health is caused by biological issues too. Yeah. Genetics. Um, it can also be life events, your environment that you're around, you know. I feel like that's a two main thing is life life events and environment. Yeah. Race a major and uh, genetics. Right. And if your parents suffered from a mental illness or a mental disorder, it can pass down to their kids or, you know, and uh, the cycle keeps going on. You might not have it as severe, but you might have some form of it. Right. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, it really happens. So do you know someone with a mental health condition? You just said your friend yeah, passed away. He passed away from it. Um, hey, for me, it, it made me look at a lot of things different. I started looking at myself different. I like a lot of situations that what I was going through. So, I had to take a couple of steps back, kind of reevaluate myself. Mm-hmm. I look at life differently from that point on, and took mental health serious. Mm, mm. Well, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I haven't had a friend that I know of that had a mental health condition that I can really think of. No, but I, I just take mental health seriously for myself, you know, because this is a crazy world out here. Things shift from left and right. And I'm always 10 steps ahead of anything, you know? So daily journaling, writing, affirmations, being positive with myself, telling myself positive thoughts, putting myself first, giving, being, being connected with my inner child, just being happy, you know? And those are the things that I focus on time in and time out because I don't want my mental health to decline because anybody's mental health can decline now. Right. Just, just so. be, nobody's um bionic man and say, ha, this, <laughs> this ain't going to happen to me because it can That's happen. True. It can happen just like this. So you got to take those precautional steps and have to put it into place and really do it. So it won't happen. Or when it does happen to, you know, the steps already. Right. I feel like it also um, depends on the people you hang around. Mm-hmm. That causes a lot, a lot, especially when you're trying to change your life around. You hang around the same people that, you know, it's not. Yeah, that's not so. doing the same thing. There's just, yeah. And then you try the to separate thing. from them. They feel some type of way from you trying to separate from them. And it causes a whole big issue. And it brings your mental health even down even more now because now you like, am I really this way? No, even though you're trying to change, but they're still stuck in the same mindset. So it takes a lot out of you. You know, and I have an episode on my season, my season two of my podcast. I talked about that just growing up in Harlem, the Bronx, New York. It's all the same place at the end of the day. Don't matter. You know, and, you know, hanging around a lot of females, a lot of females would get jealous or just feel some type of way when I pull up on the scene. And I used to let that bother me. But after a while, I just let it go. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew that I had something within and they were jealous about that and they tried to bring me down in different ways. Now, if I would have let that work, it would have worked. But I didn't let it work. And look at me now. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? I'm here now. I'm making it happen. So I said that on my season, on my season two, to let people know, like, listen, you ain't the only one. Don't let these glitz and glamours and all these lights and stuff fool you. You know, a lot of people went through stuff just like you did. So we all was put in the same situation. You got to humble yourself. Yeah, you got to, you know. So, yeah. All right, then. So the next question. How do you know, how do you know if you're unwell? I guess it's how you handle certain situations. So certain situations, you might not go off when you start going off and you feel like a lot of pressure, I feel like. 
when you start okay. dealing with pressure, you, you start getting more to yourself and you separate from me from other people. You start to realize other things about yourself. So I feel like when you're in that state, as you can you separate yourself. Okay. I said um, when your thoughts are uncontrollable, like you're just having thoughts uncontrollable in your mind. It's not have you don't have control of your brain. Right. Period. That is the biggest mental health stigma. Boop. You don't have control of your brain. Um, yeah. Um, control your emotions and also be a player. Your, that. So yeah. That's hard. Your feelings are down. You're feeling you're not being up happy. You're always sad. You're always down, depressed. Yeah, that uh, takes a lot. Though. It takes a lot. Just thinking about it is a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, then, so gun violence is taking over us. So let's just switch it now. I want to talk about gun violence. Gun violence is taking over the world. Did you just hear about the young man that got killed in Harlem? I know you heard. You know, it was crazy. I was supposed to go, because I know the person who threw the cookout. Oh. I was supposed to go, but I had a gut feeling. Like, I'm just going to stay home. And I went home, stayed home, and I woke up, and I seen the news, and I'm like, that's crazy because I definitely was supposed to be over there. Wow. Then, also, too, the location changed because the location supposed to be at one place and it changed to another place. You so see. you never know. And gun violence is really, really targeted more in the black community because there's a lot of people out here that is mad, that's enraged. Black people, when it comes down to us, we don't get good jobs. We don't get affordable housing. We don't get a lot of things that's put in place as these white people have and my thing is a lot of people ration out on us a rash but don't ration out like that you have to use that anger in a different way to fight back to clap back but don't do it to your people and people are not realizing that 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 that's not coming to their state of mind their state of mind is telling them to be like ghosts or or tommy from power or, you know what I mean? Or live that other lifestyle, BMF, to be on the streets. And my thing is, this is why gun violence is going up. I can't even be, I don't even feel safe going to a barbecue this summer now. Yeah, it's going to get crazy, especially police are really going to be on it this summer. So it's going to be very hard. They everywhere. Hard. But it, it doesn't even matter if the police is more out. Because once Mayor Adams made that, um, made that situation about... The cops being out on the streets, I mean, on the trains to get the homeless off the streets, that that's not even really working. People are still shooting. I feel like once Mayor Adams got in the house, all, all these things are going wrong now. Left and right, it's so many, it's so many killings. People don't care. And a lot of people that are getting hit or innocent by saying this, people don't care at all. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't even know what to do. You know, look at the situation that happened in Buffalo, in a supermarket. You know what I'm saying? Then we have Texas, the little kid. Like, it's like, what are these people really doing to themselves? Like, how are these people really feeling on the inside to go out and shoot up an elementary school? You never know. What could you, you you know, what mental health, that's why I stress mental health. You gotta take ass. I tell you, every day you gotta take a step at a time. If you feel too stressed, relax. <sighs> you have to relax. No matter how you do it, relax. And take it easy. So, do you think the crime rate will decrease if we have more resources for mental health? Um, yes and no. Mm. Yes and no. I feel like it's kind of, for me, kind of feel like the crime rate is kind of like how it was in the 80s. The 80s. 90s, it's crazy out here. A lot of 
a lot of the younger generation is kind of like goes looking up to the older generation. When the older older generation wasn't doing good, that's what the younger generation is getting it from. So you grow up seeing it, that's what you feel like how life should be. So seeing how life should be is now you're in a state where your mind can't change. This is how it is. I believe everybody's mind can change. Yeah. Yeah, I believe everybody's mind change, but yeah, okay. You have to be strong enough to change it, too. Mm-hmm. You do. That's why I always say it. You got sometimes you got to change your environment. You do. That's the main one. Main one. So you think, so that was your no answer. Yeah. No. What is your yes one? Um, Resources, yes. I feel like if you do put more resources out on mental health, I think what you, we, we could start off as in high school, classes about mental health. Because I feel like a lot of where a lot of it starts, you have classes about mental health. See a change. Because I, when I was going to high school, we didn't have no class on mental health. And I don't think it was that serious as it was now. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I believe that the crime rate will decrease if we have more resources for mental health. If we have more activists, we have more politicians, not even the president. That would be a big one if the president does a whole speech about mental health and putting mental health resources and institutions and more things in this world. That will really help the mental health stigma because I'm pretty sure is another gentleman. And, you know, I don't want to say this, but I'm pretty sure there's another gentleman planning another assassination or another killing just like the one we had. We just didn't hear about it. We just don't know about it. And they're planning their next execution. And this is real because Sandy Hook wasn't too far from when Joe Biden just got in that White House. That's true. You know, it's That's just these true. killings are right around the corner from each other. Also, too, mm-hmm. um, if the president's going to come and do it, he got to have people from his area. So yeah. when, you, when you see familiar faces, it, it it works different than having faces that you don't normally see. Because then it's like, well, I will listen to this. And you see a familiar face, you're like, okay, you grew up in the same area as me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to listen more now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the part of my podcast. That's why I have a podcast. Because mm-hmm. I want to talk about what we're going through in this world and our generations. And I want yeah. people to listen. I want people to be open-minded and understand, like, wow, she's really doing something really good. You know, we need stuff like this. Yeah, the people that can hear people realize that you're not alone. Yes, yes, yes. So people are enraged, and it's because we don't have jobs, we don't have for affordable housing, we don't have nothing. You know, we have to go outside and make it, and that's why it's like it the way it is now. But we need to stop being so cruel to our own kind. We can't even look at our own kind. It's like we look at each other and we go like this. Because it's like, you know, you got a problem with me or all that bullshit that comes, that stems with it. I also think, too, is people don't want to help. We got to help each other. We got Everybody can't be number one. I always say this. Everybody, if you play your position, you work as a team, y'all can get there. Everybody can't be king at once. Everybody, you got to play your position. Play your position. Sometimes where the king may not see, you can see where you can help the king out. And now you for your own team after that and move on from there. Yeah, yeah. So now let's interview you. <laughs> yes. So, again, what do you go by? Cooley, K-O-O-L-I-E. K, okay. So, Cooley, tell me about yourself. Who are you? 
Um, I'm an artist from Harlem. I started rapping when I was in third grade. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of Bad Boy in that <laughs> area, so you got a lot of totals and stuff like that. Uh, I had a friend that we used to recite all Bad Boy lyrics. All on, we used to ride a bag of the cheese bus. So we used to ride <laughs> all Bad Boy lyrics. And uh, one day he came up to me. He was like, oh, let's, let's do a song. So I'm thinking we're going to do another Bad Boy song. He's like, no, we're going to create our own song. Man, I don't, I don't know how to and rap. And you were how old? I was in third grade. So about wow. Like, Man, I don't know how to rap. He said, like, let's try it out. So I wrote down my first rap. And he was like, yo, you should be a rapper. I ain't paying no mind. And that night I'm like, all right, let me try this out. Wrote my first round from there, and then I just took off from there. Wow. Wow. So you are an artist. Yes. Okay. I'll go to it. I can, you know, really rap. I can rap about females. Or you want me to really rap? It, it, I like. I don't like to stay in one category. You got to explore. You do. You do. Yeah. Sky is the limit. Definitely. Yeah. So what kind of music do you make? Uh, I make all around music. Sometimes I can, you know, go to like the really rap rap, the Jay Z route. I can no house music. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's my music. But okay, <laughs> do I don't have no problem with like. Yeah, that be hot. You do a nice song with house music in the background. That's I guess you that's where be Drake, different. That's where Drake went. Yeah, pop. What? Come on, pop. I don't have a problem with pop. Okay, I know a couple of pop artists I, I like. Okay, okay. Something good with a nice beat, like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I might boom. try it out. You never know. I might try it out. Get my foot in the game. I try something different. Out. Exactly. Exactly. All right, then. So how did you... Oh, well, you just told me how you got started how, um, in the game. You got mm. started at third, um, in third grade. Right. Someone um, saw your music. He saw. He heard you. First, I was doing the Jay-Z rhymes, and and oh, then you went into... Everything. So how did you get big? How did you get from third grade to now? Um, Your transition like that. <laughs> well, um, I guess I kept working at it. For me, it was always basketball and basketball and rap. Uh, kind of put rap away for, for a little while because I thought, you know, living a basketball dream, that faded away. Then I got back to my rap. Uh, I thought for me, I just started now. So I just started going to the studio starting last year. So I, I got out. I have three projects out right now. I put out oh, an EP. Okay. Uh, I put out Hotels. I dropped September last year. And I just put out another project that dropped on the third of this month. So I'm, I'm working. I felt for me, I feel like I could have been here already. I just didn't believe in myself. And I feel like that was my biggest issue. I feel like I could have been here way in my twenties, but I'm here now, so I'm working. That's all that matters. You here now, right. exactly. So, is rapping your only career? Um, no. For me, I always I wanted to be an artist too, but in the path of being an artist, I also wanted to open up a daycare center because I've been working with kids since I was younger. Mm. So for me, is once I get into music industry, like get my foot in the door, I also want to open up, have my own daycare center because. I'm working with kids my whole life, so I love doing it. But I love music too, so why not combine two things you love the most? That would be awesome. I'm just seeing that right now. That would be a nice place. Have the musical background, have a musical class, you know, different things, things in that nature. You know, be creative. Might have some art in there. Everything. I'm trying to have everything. Bring everything to the community. Yeah, and be creative in that way. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So how long have you been working with kids? Uh, since... 
15. Wow. That's over 15 years. Ah. Wow. <laughs> long time, long time. Okay, okay. All right. So what is the best compliment you ever received making music? Me not holding back. Because a lot of my music is, is personal. It's stuff that I feel. For me, I'm kind of a nonchalant person. I don't like really talk about my feelings that much, but when it comes to music, I feel like it's my way. It's my way to get out how I'm feeling. So a lot of situations, people never knew what I was going through. And they listen to my music like, oh, we never know. You like that. Mm, so you felt it. You felt it. Yeah. Um, my last tape, it was more, for me, I felt like I was more kind of on the female edge right there. Talking about a lot of female situations that I was going through. My new project, which is probably dropping Black Friday, I'm trying to go more on the people show I can really rap. Because a lot of people kind of was not mad, but it was like, yeah, let's, let's get back to, you know, what we, what we know you do is really rap. I'm, I'm getting back to it. Let me explore real quick before I get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, All yeah. right. So what genre or category does your music fit in? Rap. can be R&B, too. Like, for me, growing up, it was always split down the middle. R&B was kind of from my mom's side. My mom's really didn't listen to a lot of rap because of that parental advisor. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So um, growing up, we listened to an R&B. It was a radio station called 98.7 Kiss FM. I don't know if it's still around. Uh-huh. But it had all oldies, some from OJs, the Temptations, all the way up to the 90s. Yeah, so good old like, music. Right. So like Total, T, uh, TLC, High Five, and all that. So I was listening to that. But when I got on my uncle, it was strictly rap. Like, Big Pun, Eric B, Rakim. So you got that. the best of both worlds. And it helped me. Because my first rap was really about kind of on the real rap side. So around my uncle, so I wrote my first rap was called Critical Condition. Sounds crazy. But it's called Critical Condition. And that was just me writing. And um, I did it for my mother. Mother didn't like it. So uh. she was like, what do you do? What are you talking about with all this? So I had kind of had to switch it up. She made me write about another whole rap about basketball. But at that time, it, caught, it opened my eye to seeing that, okay, now you got to um, work the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people might not want to hear rap rap or tell Some people might want to hear a song about females. Other people want to hear this. She gave you that diversity. Song. Yeah. Okay. She opened it up. Yeah, it, it helped me. It helped me a lot, though. So, so now I know how to move in different situations. So, I know of a crowd, we have more females there. I know I could play this album and this right here. If I have more people around my way, I know I got to play this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So if you had a billboard, a billboard up on display, what would it say? I'm here now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you got to be creative. <laughs> yeah. Like if this was my billboard, if I had this up as my billboard, you know? I will have it saying exactly what it says right here. But check me out on dot, 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 dot. You know, oh, streaming baby. platforms. Oh, how right would now, you do it? Check my music page out. But K-O-L-I. How would you, but how would you do it if you, you had a billboard? Oh, it'll be, a picture, you... it'll be a picture of me. I'll probably have my son out there. It'll probably be a microphone. Okay. A microphone. Me here holding a microphone. And um, that just relates to my whole life right there. That's all the things I love is music and my son. Okay, okay. Got you. I see it. All right. All right. You you like that little imaginative, creative right. question? Right, very creative. 
caught me off guard. But I like it. I, I love stuff like that. Oh, you do? You know, it makes me think more. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. So what do you do with your free time? Right. <laughs> I write, write, write. And my notes, I'm supposed to be going to the studio next week, but in my notes, I have over probably 600, 600 songs I wrote. Wow. Um, my mom put those I'm, out there. I do. My mom it just works, works. It'd be at times when I'm alone, I have a five minutes of myself. I'm like, hold on, I like this. This down. Yeah. I'm just I'm continuous. I ain't trying to be creative for different things. That's how what happens when you have a gift. Yeah. When you have a gift, it just comes to you like that. And you just gotta take it out the pen and paper and write it down and let this the always. gift come to paper, you know, bring to life. Yeah. I'm always I'm always running. I love it. That's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. All right. So do you ever lose motivation due to many people wanting the same thing? No. No. Okay, no. why is that? Um, for me, I feel like they don't, they don't come around. I never stop what I'm doing because one person might not like it because for that one person might not like it to another people might like it. So for me, it's always keep doing what I'm doing. Never stop what you're doing. Stay motivated, stay focused and keep doing what you're doing. That, that is true. You know, I was about to say something. That's why I got a little quiet. You know, and, and that's with me. You know, I I don't lose motivation. I gain determination. I right. gain it more and more every day. I I don't see myself losing motivation because I'm already just a motivated person. You know, and when you get your motivation from God, you ain't worrying about nobody else. You get what I'm saying? When you got the higher power with you, you're not worrying about anybody else liking my photos, my status, my this, because you already know you in your own lane. Yeah, I'm so focused right now with music to take it into another level. Like nothing can stop me right now. No matter what you say, you can't stop me. I'm too focused right now. Yeah, when you focus in, in your own lane and when you get your, your power from the higher power, you in your own lane and nobody stopping you. I'm in a, in a tape of bag right now. Nobody can stop me right now. I'm working on my um, my new project where I feel like this is the project that just really going to put me out there. Like, this is the one. Okay. Okay. All right. So do you believe in God? Because you cut me off when I started talking about God. I definitely believe oh, in God. Oh, okay. 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 I was going to church every, okay. almost every Sunday, no matter how late I was out on Saturday night, my mother, my grandmother, made sure I go to make church. Make sure you was in church. Uh, yeah, I go to church too. Mm-hmm. I go to church. I now, haven't been in a while though, but I'm okay, going back. I gotta go back. Yeah, yeah, church is in us. We can't leave it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, what is something that mo- um people seem to misunderstand about you? I'm quiet. Mm, okay, I don't believe. You are quiet. <laughs> I don't believe I'm quiet. I'm just, for me, I got to see my surroundings. I got to see the people I hang around. I got to know, all right, cool. In this situation, can I hang with this person? So it's just me just filling everybody out. But I'm not a quiet person at all. I'm always going to crack jokes. You know, you're going to like it or not. I'm always going to try and make everybody laugh. Yeah, it's not, you know what, quiet is just like a, a word to just cover it up. You're not quiet. You're just, like you just said, you look around your environment. You make sure where you, before you become cool. (laughs) Before you become you, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. I do the same thing. I got to make sure everything's all right. The people around me got good energy, you know, because you could feel all that when you enter a room, you know, the older you get, you start picking up on people's, you know, 
what they attract, what, and then you just be you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm always going to be me. You don't like it or love it. It's going to be me. It's going to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's the most important thing you learned in your life? <laughs> the most important thing you have learned so far in your life? Make good choices. Oh. My mother always used to say every time I leave the house, make good choices. A lot of choices I made, I regret, but it helped me. So it's like, I don't know if I can say it's regret, but make good choices. Well, I wouldn't say make good choices because not all the choices you make is going to be good. Right. That could just be a choice that you're just making just because. You know, that's the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah. So Mm. you're not always accustomed to always making the best choices. Choices just come. Things just come. You learn as you go. That's true. Life is all about lessons. So you learn. Learn as you go. All right. So now in the music game, what is the most important thing you learned in the music game? Keep pulling out music. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. For me, I will. For me, when I drop music, I like to let it breathe. When I listen, I got to keep going. You got to stay have hungry. To. You have to. You have stay to stay hungry. hard. You got to start posting videos tw- three to four times a day, Instagram stories. But then it's kind of hard, though, because you work a nine to five. So, you you know, so it's like, you know, when you get home, you got to drink that big cup of coffee and get on that computer <laughs> and start working your dream because you want that dream to take over that nine to five. So you don't have nothing. That's true. I feel like I need a team. I mean, I got people that I grew up with that surround me, but I need, like, a, a real team, somebody to work my Instagram that knows, that just knows me, knows how to work different things. I feel that, too. Somebody know how to work. But then, it, again, it's like you get so comfortable with how you running your Instagram, you don't know if somebody has that same outlet just That's like true. you do. You know, especially with wording the words properly. You need the words, the hashtags. You need. You see how I do my thing. Right. The hashtag, everything. I make sure I put every nook and cranny in it. You know what I'm saying? I take my time, you know, but it's like when I put the responsibility on somebody else, I don't know if they're going to give me the same feedback, the same work. That's true. A lot of people don't see the vision like you see it. Yeah. In your head, you know how things are going to work. You know how you want things to work. And when something doesn't go wrong, it's like, that's not how I had it. Exactly. And then you got to explain that. to. That's why it's hard, but then you got to get a publicist or uh, someone to work for you. But that's down the line because then you have interview processes. You could talk to them. You could see what work they have done, what work they have created in the past, what they can do now for you in the future. You know, different things like that, you know. So, yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, Cooley, for coming on to my show. I appreciate it. And this is my season finale of Tainted and Scented Podcast. And you ended it all greatly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you, are, you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. So, everyone, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Tainted and Tempted Podcast. I'm your host, Asia, and like I once said, today is the season finale of my season three of the Tainted and Tempted Podcast. I will be back in September, so enjoy your summers. Today is the first day. Enjoy your summer like I will enjoy mine. And Coolia, recite, you know, your information once again, Apple Mute. You want to add me on... Instagram is K-O-O-L-I-E. Apple Music is same thing, K-O-L-I. K-O-O-L-I-E. I just dropped a take called Pain and Play Aways. Uh, never take coming out around Black Friday called Principal and Morals. So look out for that. Okay, okay. Thank you, everyone, and see you all soon. Bye-bye.